What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Carlos Correa is a Minnesota twin. How the hell did this happen? Robert Murray's got the answer. Baseball Insider starts right now. Bird, I think you told me that Correa was going to be every uh, was going to be on every team in baseball, other than uh, the Minnesota Twins. But Scott Boris. God bless him. Got him to Minnesota and got him the ability to get out of Minnesota in a year if Carlos Correa just wants to make $35 million for one year and be a Minnesota twin. How you doing, buddy? Big. Uh, this has been a crazy offseason, to say the least. Yeah, I can't remember a, a, an offseason like this ever. Uh, I was sleep-deprived for sure. I probably got 15 hours in the span of like four or five days, which uh, that was that was not great. But so hey, we're on you- the other side of it now. Were you asleep when Correa, the news on Correa broke, I believe, by our friend, the great Jeff Passan? It was, actually it was Mark Berman out in Houston. Uh, shout okay. out to Mark. I, I, I want to give him proper credit because he worked hard for that scoop. Um, but uh, I, w- I was asleep. I ended up waking up at 1.30 in the morning to a couple of texts about, hey, Correa to the Twins. And then I'm like, Huh? And then I got the alerts from ESPN and Bleacher Report, and I'm like, what in the absolute hell happened? So, like, that was the majority of my calls that morning, trying to figure out what happened. Um, And the Twins have always been in the shortstop market. They were looking at Trevor Story after trading Josh Donaldson and that contract to the Yankees. But Story wanted a longer deal, which he got with the Red Sox. Um, And Correa wanted a short-term deal. Because he was not going to get the three hundred twenty-five or three hundred fifty million dollar deal that he sought, and the Twins ended up offering him a deal that he wanted. There is a theory going around in baseball circles that, and this is like completely inside baseball here. So Correa reportedly had an offer of two hundred and seventy-five million dollars from some team. I don't know which team it was. But he ended up accepting an offer that was $105 million, which means that offer is significantly less 
which means that the commission on this deal would go to his old agent. So Correa, after the year one of this deal, um, is going to most likely opt out and then have a shot at free agency, uh, which means the commission on the 325 to $350 million deal is going to go to Scott Boris. So that's a theory that I've heard from multiple different agents and uh, something I did not realize coming into free agency. Little confused here. Did Boris not negotiate this deal? Not that I care who, by the way, who gets the no, commission for the record. No, Bo- no, Boris did negotiate the deal. Um, but the commission on that deal, according to these agents, um, since it was lesser than the previous offer that he had before switching agents, um, would go to his old agent, which is really confusing to me. Um, and then like the now that or once Correa hits free agency again um, and gets that other contract, Boris is going to get all that commission. So uh, maybe that was part of the motive for for signing a short term deal. But obviously Correa had to sign off on it, which he clearly did. So the Astros reportedly offered him five years and 160 million and then didn't budge on their offer. And he was mad at the Houston Astros because last time I checked five years, 160 million, that's a livable wage right there. That's 32 a year. All right. Um, you're getting 35 on a, with opt out. So it's, it's more, but it's not that much more. Mm-hmm. And Here's where you won a World Series. Here's where your buddy, Jose Altuve, who you called to let him know that, hey, buddy, we're not going to be having breakfast anymore like we used to our entire careers is leaving. To me, Houston's offer was a fair offer from what he ended up getting. Yeah, and there was a lot of of shock around baseball, even with the Astros, that he did not end up back in Houston. Um, but I understand his logic in taking the Twins offer over the Astros offer is because he can hit free agency next year and have a shot at that mega deal that he wants. And if he ended up taking the Astros offer, which was good, he ends up hitting free agency again when he's in his mid-30s. And he can't, he's most likely not going to get a very big contract again. So he wants that, he wants a bite of the apple at that big contract. And he, Bert, he thinks this is the best way of doing it. Bert, he'd be 32. He's not, how many teams are going to be? Uh, Freddie Freeman just signed a six-year deal for 162 million to 32, right? A lot of that's deferred, though, and I've heard from a ton of different people in baseball that's the worst deal of the offseason by a lot. So okay, okay, fine, but then Freddie Freeman could have had a five-year, 145 million deal, that million dollars with the Braves. I mean, it's not like at 32 he couldn't get a big deal. I, mm-hmm. Listen, I just think the players get in their own ways on this stuff. Freddie Freeman wanted to be an, an Atlanta Brave. He somehow, along with his agent, bungled the whole deal. And now you're telling me that because of deferred money and, and state taxes in California that he signed the worst deal of the offseason. Freddie Freeman, you screwed yourself. Carlos Correa, you wanted to be an Astro. They made you a gargantuan offer. Now you're going to go to Minnesota for one year. And granted, if you get hurt, then, okay, fine, you get $105 million over three years. But – you, you, then you're going to opt out again and you're going to go to, I don't know, Atlanta. Like, I just don't, I don't, I think players try to squeeze every last dollar out a lot and they're missing their own happiness. I have no idea what it's like to be them. I'd want to make the most money I could too, but I would also, I would think have some level of how many yachts can I ski behind type of thing. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And at the end of the day, these players want to maximize their worth. 
Um, and you see players doing that more and more as these teams show that they're not loyal to their own players. Point in case with Freddie Freeman and the Braves. Freeman heard from the Braves, he said, twice in the offseason. Twice. I mean, that's like for a franchise star who should have been an Atlanta Brave his entire career, that can't happen. Um, uh, listen, loyalty I'm with, is dead in baseball is what it is. I'm with you on this side, too. What Atlanta did yeah. is, is ridiculous. You gave up. You can go through the prospect list here. I'm, you know, I don't know what exactly, uh, where, what, what do you think they gave up? But the word on the street is that they gave up a lot of talent to mm-hmm. get Matt Olson, and you're paying him a bunch of dough. So you just got rid of the cornerstone of your franchise plus four prospects for a guy that, okay, fine, he's from Georgia. And that's a nice ending of the story, but you had to like do a lot to save face rather than just negotiate a little bit better and kick down a couple more dollars. That doesn't make like it's to me, it's a lose lose. Yeah. I'll tell you that Olsen trade, it caught me way off guard. Um, because I mean, it caught Freeman off guard too, because they didn't give him a heads up that they were making the move. And he's scrolling through Twitter and he's talking to his dad in the gym and like, Hey, uh, the Braves just traded for Matt Olsen. Like you're no longer going to be a brave. Like, it's just like, holy shit. Like, I mean, that can't happen, Carm. It's, well, it's unfortunate. It's, it's like the, it's, it seems to me that the Braves wanted to get out ahead of the news cycle. And rather than Freeman leaving and being a Dodger and then Atlanta fans being upset. And then, hey, he left. Let's go get Matt Olson. Probably would have cost you the same amount. They mm-hmm. wanted to strike first rather than, I don't know, perhaps if you continue ne- negotiating. You might actually come to your senses on both sides, and then you have the win-win versus, again, in my mind, the lose-lose. Yeah, no, you're totally. And I, I, I yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying here, Carm. And um, the Braves trying to get out ahead of the news cycle with the Olsen thing. Um, I, I think that rubbed a lot of people, um, especially on Friedman's side, the wrong way. And I also wonder if that is going to end up having long-term ramifications between XL Sports, which is Friedman's agency, and the Braves. And they represent uh, Dansby Swanson, too, who is going to be due for a new extension here in a little bit. Um, and you saw Ken Rosenthal already connect them to Carlos Correa, um, yep. which makes you wonder, I mean, if Correa opts out after next year and becomes a free agent and goes to the Braves, do the Braves then trade Swanson? And I mean, it, there's a lot of dominoes here, but like that negotiation was handled pretty poorly by the Braves. Um, and you, you could see Freeman and how upset he was in that press conference because he was asked about Alex Anthopoulos crying um, in the press or in the press conference announcing like these two things. And he was like, yeah, I saw it. That's I'll leave it at that. And Freeman, you could tell how pissed he was. So it, Okay, and let's go to the twin side of this, Bert. What's, does Minnesota think they're winning the AL Central and or the World Series? I don't get it from their standpoint. You're paying this guy. I, granted, great player, Gold Glover, yada, yada. Uh, Want to call him the top shortstop in the game? I got no problem with that. I, I would probably actually have that opinion. But paying him a ton of dough, $35 million for one year when you're – most people are not picking you to win the division. I mean, this is the White Sox division all day. I have, I see no way with how that roster is currently constructed, how they're going to end up being in the division hunt there. They need to make more moves and they're going to, um, they're trying for starting pitching. Uh, they're talking to the A's about Frankie Montas 
and Sean Mania, they're interested in uh, Johnny Cueto in free agency. Um, I would expect them to try to add maybe another bat too. Um, Cause I still think they even had interest in story after signing Correa, but like there was no chance that was happening because he wanted a longer deal and he earned um, the twins wanted to sign story to a deal that was similarly structured to Correa's, which is short term and with opt outs. Um, and I just, I, I think you're, you're right that they don't have a shot or they don't have much of a chance uh, to be competitive in that division. Cause that, that division is the white Sox is to lose. Like they're clearly the front runner. Um, I'm curious to see what other moves the twins make. Uh, they're going to make more, as I said, but uh, on the surface, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, it's just a very confusing, confusing deal. I mean, you're trying to sell tickets. Do you think that Carlos Correa is going to come to the twin cities and experience playing in 32 degree weather in April now that the lockout's ended, congratulations, baseball, and feel like this is where I want to spend my career. I don't I, – I, it's impo- – you're Minnesota, so you have to do things like this because players like this don't come to you, like they come to the Yankees or the Dodgers. I guess that makes the most sense. Yeah. But you're still trying to win something here. Like, I, I don't – I don't it, – it's, it's, it's hard to add it all up. No, it really is. And – Maybe the twins have a move up their sleeve that I don't expect, which that's entirely possible because as soon as they traded Josh Donaldson to the Yankees and got rid of that huge contract, you could hear from every single person in baseball. Um, they, hang on. Big news, big news. Anything breaking? I'm going to have a trade. Yeah? Yeah. Um Inside bird or Twitter trade? Wait, what's that? Inside bird trade or, or it's on Twitter trade? Inside bird. Like, it has not been tweeted yet. Uh-huh. Are we going to get let in on this? This is an amazing moment in the Baseball Insiders. This is what the Baseball Insiders is all about. Look at Bert staring down at his phone, trying to figure out the details on – how excited will we be about this one? Is this, uh, I feel like we've got, this is on, on the minor end of a trade, but. So I think it would end up being multi-layered. I can't, I don't want to say the teams or the players quite yet. Um, but I think this would end up being one of two trades. So what I'll can you, you tell, what can you tell us, Bert? Give us a little bit of something here. Get us excited. Get me excited. Big contract is what I'll say. Big contract. Yeah, that's I. I, I don't want to give. I don't want to end up giving bad dope here. Are there any Cubs and or White Sox involved? That White Sox like potentially. White Sox potentially. This feels like a Craig Kimbrell. This could be a Craig Kimbrell situation. I mean, I'm putting, I'm putting my I'm putting my detective hat on here. All right, we'll we'll move on unless you can let me know something. Because I, I, I know that there are a lot of White Sox fans who are very much on, their, on the edge of their seat with uh, wanting to see Craig move along, which probably makes sense, by the way. Let's go to, let's go to the Freddie Freeman part of this podcast. Um, I, I, you know, listen, I, I think he overplayed his hand in Atlanta. There was interest around the league. He's from California. 
Dodgers are a great organization, always in the mix for the World Series. They made him a strong offer, uh, even though we got deferred money. What what what's what's behind the Freddie Freeman signing that you can shed some light on? So first of all, I, I want to say in November, I mentioned a sleeper team for Freddie Freeman on this very podcast after talking to baseball people, and it was the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I got crushed for it. Um, like I, I was getting tweets and even DMs about it, just saying, you don't know what the F you're talking about. Um, and I'm like, all right, I guess we'll have to see. Cause I, nobody at that point believed Freeman was leaving the Braves, um, myself included. And then all of a sudden he lingered on the market, lingered on the market, lingered on the market. And the Dodgers realized, oh shit, like we actually have a shot at Freeman. Um, and lo and behold, um, they ended up as soon as Olsen was traded to the Braves, the Dodgers realized that they had a very real chance of signing him because he was not going to return to Atlanta. And there was these other teams too. Um, okay. So false alarm, not traded. False alarm, not traded. Yep. Was I on the right path of who I was guessing on? With Kimbrell? Yeah. No. So this is the multi-layered thing is AJ Pollock was just scratched from the Dodgers lineup. Okay. Um, And I think the, like there's talk that the Dodgers have been trying to shed salary just so they could potentially add a closer. Um, So I was thinking Pollock would be traded. um, And then the Dodgers would swoop in for Craig, for Craig Kimbrell. Um, Cause I mean, that's been scuttlebutt. Um, Yeah. It's Pollock is dealing with soreness. So no trade. Um, but uh, there's been talk from like rival executives that the Dodgers could be a fit for Kimbrell. Um, but I mean, that's hardly a sign that there actually, there's actually interest, but um, yeah, just something I had on my radar. So yeah, okay. my, my, uh, my spider senses were tingling, Carm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, you should have seen me though. Like the, what you just witnessed right here was basically how it was like the last week for me. Like I get, I'd be doing something, just chilling. And all of a sudden I look at my phone and I'm like, blah, 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 signing with blah, blah, blah. Like, oh shit, let's go like tweet, tweet, tweet. Or like try to confirm or, oh, it's, it's like the best coffee there is. You, you just took me into my childhood with your, your spider senses are tingling. I haven't heard that in a long time, Bert. Wow. Oh, well, I guess I am an old man at heart, Carm. So it fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so back to Freddie Freeman and his the Dodgers realizing, Oh, we're getting, we actually have a real chance at this dude. Yeah. And like, as soon as that trade happened, they realized they had a real shot at him, but there's other teams that try to get in this mix or into the mix for Freeman. But Freeman at that point had decided that he was going to play for the Dodgers um, and was not going to listen to any other inquiry. There was a report that the Padres were interested in Freeman. I got a text back when I asked about that from somebody who would know with a response of LMFAO. Um, so I, I don't think the Padres were actually in on Freddie Freeman. Uh, I think that was just internet scuttlebutt. Um, but yeah, as I said, he wanted to play for the Dodgers. They got the deal done. And I've had probably five executives call that the worst deal of the offseason. So um, for a player perspective, I should say that. I thought that was a great deal for the, for the Dodgers. Well, you, you backed yourself into a corner and it was just interesting seeing the Atlanta side on it where Freeman and Chipper Jones were incredibly close and 
Chipper wants him to stay and Freddie wants to stay and Chipper's telling him, hey, man, if you play poker here, there's a great chance you're going to lose and didn't listen to his good buddy. And then his good buddy sitting there afterwards, well, told you so, buddy. Um, this sucks. You're still my friend. I wish you played for the team that I played on for my entire career, but you didn't listen. And now you got less money. Uh, and, you know, you're not a brave. Nope. But, and, yep. Yeah. It's uh, that's an outcome that both sides did not want to happen or want to have happen. Um, and I'll, it's just a, as I said earlier, it could have been handled a lot better. Yeah. Um, and you could tell how disappointed Freeman was just by hearing him at his press conference. Like he wanted to be a brave for life and um, it just didn't happen. All right, let's go on to the Blue Jays uh, and we'll, uh, and the A's for that matter. I think Oakland's having a great off season, by the way, uh, doing it's, it's you, do you disagree? Um, I mean, I don't know any of the prospects, but it seems like they sold Olsen to a desperate Atlanta team. Billy Bean knows what he's doing, so I'm assuming he identified the guys that he really wants. And then the Blue Jays were sniffing around literally for everyone. And then I, it feels like they paid to get Matt Chapman, who, uh, if you look at analytics, his performance is going down. And you only had him for two more years of control. So... I'm a little confused by Toronto too. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So this, this is going to be a long winded answer here for you, Carm. Yeah, okay. um, is that trade, the, the Olsen trade for Oakland was a no brainer. Like that was a brilliant deal. Um, and I've heard the catcher, I'm going to pronounce his last, or I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Shay Langoliers or something along those lines. I've heard JT Romuto as a comp for him. Uh, which if that's ends up being the case, like that's a home run. Um, and they also got the Braves top prospect who is like the organization gushes over. Um, so I, I think that trade was a huge win for them. Uh, the Chapman trade was a bit, I got mixed reviews on that one. Like I'll give you a review that I have um, from a scout on, on that trade for the return. So Smith is probably a utility guy at the big leagues, but he's a Chris Taylor type. Um, that he's got enough pop that it could be an upside grab. Um, Logue and Sneed are up and down lefties with Sneed being the better one with some Aaron loop to him. Um, Hoagland is a headliner. He was, a, he, they view him as a mid rotation starter if it clicks. And he was the blue Jays' first round pick last year, but he's still coming back from Tommy John. So there's some risk there. Um, but Oakland likes the upside play uh, with that deal. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of trading all of your stars at once because um, that's going to leave that big league team and Mark Kotze with basically an impossible situation. Like they, they're not going to be able to win, um, but they're building for the future. Um, and I would have expect them to eventually start adding some of these cheaper free agents on one-year deals and then trading a bunch of them at the deadline to try to get more prospects. So it's uh it's one hell of a ride for the A's and it's going to require their fans to be pretty patient. But if we're going to the Blue Jays for a second here, they so John Heyman tweeted the other day that Trevor Story was talking to four teams and he mentioned the Red Sox um, and the Giants as two of those teams. The Blue Jays were another. Um, they 
they were in on story. Um, even after acquiring Chapman, which I thought that was extremely interesting to me uh, because I just didn't view them as a potential fit for, for story. Um, and I would expect the Blue Jays to continue to try to add another prominent player. Uh, Jose Ramirez has been mentioned um, with them. And the Guardians have been scouting Alejandro Kirk, which is one of the Blue Jays' top young players, which um, I'm curious to see if anything comes of that. But um, that entire story free agency, we can get into that in a little bit. But uh, that was that was a roller coaster ride for sure. So your projected winner in that trade is, I mean, I can give you Bert, uh, cause I am all things baseball analytics as, as, as you know, buddy, um, you know, I'll give you some, let me give you some Matt Olson. Um, how do I want to phrase this nerd numbers, Matt Olson, not Matt Olson. I'm sorry, Matt Chapman, nope. um, hip surgery. We should all mention that 2020. Okay. Ball tracking metrics last year, exit velocity down four miles per hour means he's not hitting the ball as hard, uh, still above the league average mark, but trending in the wrong direction. His percentage of batted balls that were at 95 miles an hour or higher, meaning he hit the ball really, really hard. That was down from 53 to 42%. That's 11%. So less balls that he smoked, as they like to say uh, back in the day. Average fly ball distance, period. How far is he hitting the ball? Down 319 feet. Career average 326. So the ball's not traveling as far. He's not hitting it as hard. Uh, By the way, he's striking out more from 23 to 33%. And the dude's also hitting a ton of pop-ups, which major league players uh, tend to not drop. And and dudes do not advance on a pop-up. So he's striking out a ton. He's popping up a lot. He's not hitting the ball as far. He's not hitting the ball as hard. Sounds like a good time to punt on the guy from my perspective, unless he gets healthy and all of a sudden gets his uh, talent back. No, and that's what they're betting on is, is that ending up being the case and he's not going to end up going back to his old ways. And in that case, the trade looks like a no-brainer for Oakland. Um, and the the A's obviously have an extensive history of doing this kind of thing where they trade these players and, and try to get these prospects back that maybe they see something that other teams don't, which, and they're also going to be really cheap, which is what they want. Um, so I'm not, I can't doubt Billy Bean. I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt. Um, and obviously they're going to know that player more than anybody, which that would concern me. Um, but no team has all the secrets. So I guess we'll have to see, but um, Toronto is clearly all in. Um and that move signified it. Uh, they've made some other moves in the past that has also shown that too. And the fact they're tr- continuing to try and like they've talked to Cleveland about Jose Ramirez shows they're very serious about competing. So um, I'm curious to see if that one gets done. My guess is probably not because that price is freaking high. Um, but stranger things have happened, I guess. Who's your favorite in that division? In the AL East? Yep. I'll probably, I'll have to go with Toronto. Um, I saw the, uh, the Rays and then the Yankees are second and third and the Boston is fourth, uh, like in terms of like um, the odds to place in that division. I would actually put Boston in second. Um, and I think the Rays third and then the Yankees fourth. Uh, the Yankees to me have had a really bad off season. Uh, I do not like the moves they've made at all. 
What about Starting Anthony Rizzo Josh on a two, two? I'm sorry, go say that again. Starting with that Josh Donaldson trade. I thought that was freaking yeah. atrocious. Yeah, that 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 did not make a whole lot of sense at all. You just you helped free up money. So uh, Minnesota Twins could so, sign the, so the Twins could sign Carlos Correa and you couldn't. Yeah, although that being said, the Yankees were never in on – well, I shouldn't – let me rephrase this. The Yankees were never serious players for Carlos Correa. I think they probably checked in, but they were never serious about signing him or Trevor Story or any of these top shortstops. Like you, you, you saw them, this Trevor Story name connected with, um, with the Yankees like at the very end. I've heard stories about the Yankees like telling agents like, hey – you can mention our name um, with your client in, in the public if it means you can get a better deal for your player. I don't know if that was the case here, um, but I I could actually see that ended up being the case. You're telling me that the New York Yankees allow other teams to use their name? Other agents. Other agents to use their name to get dudes – more money so the Yankees can benefit because now X team has paid more for that player and they'll have less available dollars in theory in the future and then other players can fall to the Yankees. Sounds like a brilliant strategy, but also scummy at the same time. That is exactly what I'm telling you. And yeah, it's, I mean, I I actually, I respect the heck out of it, especially if they did it here, which as I said, I don't know if they did. Um, but that would be driving the price up on the Boston Red Sox, who are clearly their top rival. Um, so I find that completely fascinating. If Brian Cashman did do that, I'd tip my cap because they ended up paying $140 million for Trevor Story. So good work, Cashman, if that is, if, if that is indeed the case. I, I just – whatever, all's fair in love and war. <laughs> feels, it feels a little gross. Yeah. But that, that's – like whatever, this is a big business. I get it. Actually, I got one more thing on the story, by the way, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. So on Friday, I received a tip that story was signing that day. Um, and like he was going to make a decision that day. Um, and that there were four teams in on story um, at that moment. And it was the Boston Red Sox, the San Francisco Giants, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Minnesota Twins. Like those are the four teams. Um, that I had heard. And then all of a sudden Carlos Correa signs that day and delays his free agency. And there was these other teams that were trying to get in the mix. Um, and like we heard the Yankees connected with him. Um, and there was another team too. I can't remember who it was um, that was, was trying to get in. Um, and Boston ended up getting him, but I thought he was going Friday and then Correa ended up delaying his decision by about 48 hours. But um yeah, like I was, I was tracking that one pretty hard, but I don't think those four teams were mentioned publicly um, until well, this podcast. So, let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds offseason because uh, <laughs> who's as as far as winning this year, who's done worse, Oakland or or the Reds, and who's who's setting themselves up better for the future? I think I think the answer is yeah. is, is probably uh, Oakland on both actually. Yeah, all by far. Like the Oakland's off off season has actually had like direction. Like they clearly have a plan. Um, the Reds, meanwhile, 
I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're clearly trying to shed salary here. Um, so, I mean, like that part I get, but early, like before the lockout, they placed Wade Miley on waivers and let him go to the Cubs for nothing. Um, and then this, like after the lockout, they end up trading Amir Garrett to Kansas City, who has a cheap contract coming off of a down year. And they traded him for Mike Miner, who is hurt. Um, and it has like a 10 million salary and for cash. Um, and like the, the Royals are excited about Garrett and like the move makes little sense because they didn't get a prospect in return. Um, they trade uh, Jesse Winker um, and uh, Suarez to the Mariners. Actually. So fun story for you here, Carm is I was chilling. I was like, I was walking to go get some lunch. Yeah. And all of a sudden I, I'm jamming to some music um, through my AirPods. And all of a sudden I get a text from somebody, Hey, Jesse Winker just got traded. And I'm like, Oh boy. Like the source is like, extremely good. I didn't know the team. Um, so I started placing some calls and some texts um, and I'm just staring down at my phone. All of a sudden I get the tweet notification, Jeff Passon, all caps breaking. That's the only word I read. And I said to myself, son of a bitch, he scooped me. Um, and lo and behold, it was Jesse Winker being traded. But um, I had that text for about 10 minutes and then passing backdoor scoop. Me Passing has actually told me his favorite scoop is the backdoor scoop. And um, he, he backdoor scooped me there. But what is the backdoor scoop? When somebody else has information, um, like clearly know what's going on. And all of a sudden, like, like, OK, let's say that I have that information. I'm trying to get it confirmed. And then all of a sudden passing gets it too. And then breaks it from right on up under me. Like that's the backdoor scoop. So um, you, uh, and I, I mean this in the most um, kind way, Bert. So you baseball nerds, you communicate after the news is broken and at, at to when you got tipped. So, you know, it's a backdoor scoop. Yeah. Like, so there's been some cases where, um, I mean, passing and I are, are buddies. Like, I mean, it's like a friendly competition. Like, I don't want to make it seem like he's a bad guy or anything. Um, oh, we love Jeff passing. Oh yeah, this is a Jeff Passan podcast, right? You're like he, he's our guy. We're just we're just here for to talk about Jeff Passan. Actually, that's what we do each week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, like there's times where I'll I'll text him, just giving him crap, and he'll text me giving me crap, and um, it's great. Like I'll I'll tell you, like I, when I first got into this, I was expecting all the insiders like hate each other just because like they're competing nonstop. But like John Heyman. Could not be a nicer guy. Love him with all my heart. Ken Rosenthal, great dude. Jeff Passan, great dude. Uh, Bob Nightingale, great dude. Um, like all the like Joel Sherman too, great dude. And like we all get along, and um, they welcome me like with open arms, and like they'll encourage me, and like I try to return the favor. But I think that's I, that part's really cool to me. I really enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, listen, you all are in some cases, at least making absurd money to report baseball news. Yeah, <laughs> you, should, you should be in a good mood. Not that, <laughs> not that you haven't earned your way to this fantastic point in life. I'm glad though, that that's not always the case. Doggy dog world and huge, uh, huge egos out there. I get it. It's, it's nice that you all get along. That's adorable. And, and you know what, Bert, they welcome you because you're just that lovable of a guy. Even yeah. the even the young guy who's coming in to surpass them someday, you're so smiley and just so professional that 
I'll take that. Uh, there you yeah, go. That's there a good go. compliment right there, Carm. Yeah. Even yeah. though, um, are you familiar with Tom Hodricourt? Yeah, of course. Um, he, uh, he thinks I'm, I'm from another planet and like, whenever I tell him I'm going to see him, he's, he's asking me when, when my spaceship is going to land. Um, I mean, I, I'm bird. I, I think you're from another planet too. I've never uh, met anybody like you just know that that's, uh, you know, I'll take that. I, that's, that's a compliment for sure. Yeah. Cause like, I'm definitely a weird cat. I, I can't even deny it. You know, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're weird in a, in a, in a great way. Every you're, 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 you're America's hero, Bert baseball, America's baseball hero. How's that? Wow. Um, I'm going to get that uh, tattooed on me for the next episode. Carl. There you go. Good. Great idea. Um, <laughs> tell me what the, tell me what the Rockies are doing. Chris Bryant, my guy, $182 million on a what? Seven year deal. Uh, you, yeah, you, you paid to have Nolan Arenado go away. Now you're going in on KB, who I wanted to uh, see return to Chicago, but here he is uh, with the Rockies. Who I don't know. Um, he fits out there as far as the laid back atmosphere of a of a of a Denver. Let's chill and hit bombs. I'm sure he's going to put up big numbers. But can you explain Colorado's offseason? Spy the Trevor Story thing's no surprise. You know. I don't know how to describe it because it is an absolute dumpster fire, Carm. Um, you, you, you trade Nolan Arenado and $51 million. Like they paid the Cardinals to take Arenado. And then 13 months later, they signed Chris Bryant for $182 million. And he is a lesser player by, than Arenado. I think nobody can dispute that. Um, it's just the Rockies continue to operate without a plan and it doesn't matter who the general manager is. Uh, Cause I mean, Jeff Bradich clearly was not good. Um, Bill Schmidt, like he's very respected in baseball circles. Um, but you have to wonder how much of this is being led by their owner, Dick Montfort. Um, it's baffling that they ended up signing Bryant and um, they were reportedly willing to offer uh Trevor story more money than he got with Boston I don't know I haven't confirmed that myself but um I just I don't understand what their plan is I, I genuinely don't and they're going to continue to be the worst team or the second worst team in that division for potentially the next decade like they are they're a freaking mess and Chris Bryant's not going to make them is not going to change that anytime soon did he have what other offers did he have don't know. Um, I thought the Mariners were going to get him. I thought the Mariners actually were going to get Trevor Story and Chris Bryant. Um, and then all of a sudden they traded for Winker and Suarez, and I threw every possible like they threw that possibility out the window then. Um, and after that, his market was really unclear. Um, and and the, the Rockies clearly wanted to add an impact bat. They they talked about Bryant, like they were very serious about him. He was their number one target this offseason. There was reports that they were also interested in Jock Peterson, but I heard they like I had one person tell me they didn't even talk to the Peterson at all. Um, but I, I don't know what his market was. It was a lot like our Carlos Correa and the fact that um, it was really unclear until the very end. And even Correa's market was pretty murky um, for most, if not all the winter here. All right. Congratulations, Colorado. 
KB, you're a wealthy man, and you'll always have the 2016 World Series and your MVP trophy. But uh, yeah, I just it's not this is not the way this was supposed to go. All right, Bert, let's empty your notebook out. Uh, I know you got a bunch of stuff here. Why don't you? In fact, since we were doing KB, uh, you got you got anything interesting on the Cubs signing seven thousand relievers and um, saying goodbye to everybody, including Anthony Rizzo on a two year deal, um, and Kyle Schwarber to the Phillies, uh, and 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 signing uh, Suzuki out of it's just again, there's no loyalty in this business here, Bert. I, I, it's it's kind of painful. Yeah, it is painful, but it's it's a real thing. And uh, I found out the day before um, Suzuki had signed that he was getting close to a decision because I had one of the teams involved say that while they were not ruled out, they basically had a pretty good idea that he was not coming to them. And then I had a text from somebody who is extremely wise say, I would bet my mortgage on Suzuki to the Cubs. Um and I ended up checking and it, it sounded like he wanted to make a decision by the weekend. Um, and then earlier or the next morning, he ended up deciding to go to the Cubs. But um, that deal I thought was very strong for the player and a deal the Cubs wanted to get done. Cause in the end, they're going to probably pick about a hundred million bucks with the contract and the posting fee. Um, and they like, I actually very much like their moves because they added a lot of, depth in the bullpen, which I thought they needed. Stephen Brault was a good signing too. There was, there was another team, the Milwaukee Brewers um, were in on him too. And they got him um, over Milwaukee, obviously. Uh, Jonathan VR can play a bunch of different positions defensively. Um, and he's got a good bat too. Um, so I thought that was a, a good signing for 6 million. Um, I mean, they weren't the flashiest of moves by any means. Um, but I thought they made a lot of sense. And I can tell you right now, the Cubs were never really that serious about Correa. Um, that was just a lot of internet smoke. Yeah. Well, unlike everybody else that you're mentioning here from the Reds, the Rockies to, well, not, not the A's cause they clearly have a plan. The Cubs do have a plan. Yep. Um, it seems to me if they're going to fully execute their plan, that they're going to trade Wilson Contreras. Are you, have you heard any of that noise? I have not heard that noise. Um, I mean, obviously, you're the speculation and everything, but I don't think he's going to end up being traded before opening day. Um, what, still, about, what, what about one of their outfielders, Jason Hayward and or Ian Happ and or both? Have not no? heard. Quiet? No. Okay. All quiet there. Um, okay. okay. But I will say if Contreras is traded, I, I still think the Giants make a whole lot of sense there. Um, just because they need to replace Buster Posey, and it's unclear if Joey Bart is the answer. They have um, Scott Harris as their GM, who clearly has a history with the Cubs. Um, so, I, like, I haven't heard of the talk of Contreras being traded, like, being imminent. I don't. I would call it highly unlikely. Um, but if he is eventually traded, the Giants are like they're going to be the number one team on my radar for him for sure. Uh, one more Chicago question: Do you think that Craig Kimball? Can- Craig Kimbrell gets traded before opening day. I will say there is, I'm not much of a percentage guy, but I'll say 30% chance he's traded and 70% chances he stays. Um, I got to imagine there's going to be a few teams interested in him. I've heard a few of them. Um, I won't say them on here because I don't have them confirmed, but um, 
it, it does not surprise me that there's interest in Kimbrel, but um, yeah, uh, there was one team that I had heard. Actually, I'll give you this one. I had heard one morning that the White Sox were close to trading Kimbrel to the Mariners. Um, and naturally I was at the gym at this time. It seems like I get a lot of my tips when I'm at the gym. So I don't know what, what's going on with that, but I texted somebody who would know. Um, and as I was doing my pull-ups, I got a notification in my ear, not accurate, like perfect. I got to go on with my workout and Kimbrel, I don't, I don't think the Mariners are in there. Um, so I can give you that much at least. And I don't know how much the construction of floor down is, is bleeding through on the podcast, but if it is, just know that there's nothing I can do out there. Baseball Insider fans, there it is again. Uh, you got stuff on Tommy Pham and the Braves and Kenley Jansen on their one-year deal, I know. Yeah, that's uh, – so I'll give you this on Tommy Pham. Is my guess is he returns to the Padres because um, his market at this point, I can't see there being – too strong um, of a market just because like all these teams have these, their solutions. I wonder if the Red Sox could be another fit just because they need uh, another outfielder. Um, so the, the Red Sox and the Padres are going to end up being the two teams I watch there um, for fam. Uh, Jensen going to Atlanta shocked me. Um, and, and the point that I wanted to make here is obviously you have the newsbreakers like Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, uh, Heyman, Nightingale, Sherman, um, myself, but there's one that we can't compete with and it's the Atlanta Braves Twitter account. Um, it is remarkable how they can break their own news. Um, I, I was, I was talking about this with, with one of the agents, um, like last week and it was just like, they had already announced a deal that was, was made like 20 minutes prior to that. And he's like, it's out already. Um, and, and I give the Braves credit cause they keep everything in house. Alex Anthopoulos prides himself on that. Um, and I'll tell you the Jensen one, when it got announced, I, I was naturally, I was making dinner. Um, and I had a buddy text me in all caps, Jensen to the Braves. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like you just don't expect that to happen. But, um, yeah, uh, that Jensen, their bullpen now is freaking stacked. Um, and I give them credit. I want your deal. There's no risk there, even though it's $16 million. I like that deal for a while. So you're telling me that they, they never got close with Kimbrell either, huh? Nope, they did not. Okay. Kenley Jansen, uh, congratulations. You're an Atlanta Brave. Do you, uh, Bert, I think you had one other. Matt Strom. Yeah, Matt Strom. There we go. Yeah, that's so Strom was not somebody many of these teams had on their radar entering the offseason. Uh, he's always been a really talented pitcher, but in San Diego, he battled a lot of injuries um, and did not look like the player he was when he was traded to San Diego as a top prospect. Um, but he became a free agent this year after being non-tendered and it was fully healthy. And immediately after the lockout, he held a showcase for teams and I had two executives tell me that he looked electric. They both used the same word, like exactly like um, he was before all his injuries and before he was traded to San Diego and his market was strong. Um, you had, so a couple of the teams that were in uh, Boston who ended up signing him, 
Uh, Kansas City was in, the Brewers were in, and Strom was scheduled to be paid two million before he was non-tendered, but he ended up getting three million. Um, that is a kind of deal where if he ends up performing like he does, or like where he lives up to his potential and hits free agency again next year, he could be looking at like a three-year for twenty-one million dollar deal. Like that, there's a lot of upside there, and I think that move was pretty underappreciated uh, publicly. So that's one to keep an eye out for. Bert, I think we did it, buddy. Let's go. We survived the lockout, Carm. Let's go, maybe. Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Matt Strom, Chris Bryant. It's been a journey, buddy. Um, it sure has. I, I missed you last week. I needed more baseball insiders, but I, I know you were, I don't know what where you were, hanging from the ceiling over there, just just nonstop on your phone with your five yeah. assistants. You have, you have five or what? Yeah. You, you have five assistants, right? Yeah. I, oh yeah. I got my interns running around here right now. They're one of them is currently making me a PB and J before I had a workout. So there you go. There you go. I, I, that's a great, great pre-workout extravaganza, always economical and tasty and, 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 and delicious. Thank you very much. Uh, Bert, what's your next uh, spring training stop? You going to any camps this week? So I'm going to hit up the Giants and Brewers game tonight because uh, it's within walking distance of my place. Um, humble brag by me there. Um, <laughs> and then uh, let's see. I'll probably end up going to Camelback Ranch to go visit the Dodgers. I'll probably end up hitting a bunch of them. But all I will say this tomorrow, um, I will not be going to a ballpark because arbitration day is, is manana. Um, and you're going to see – if anybody who's listening right now has my tweet notifications on, turn them off because I'm going to annoy the piss out of you um, because it's going to be just nonstop tweets. So sorry in advance. That That's not annoying. People love it. They want to hear from you all day long. Uh, Bert, we got to get you. I mean, it looks like you have a chair, one table, and maybe a bed in this place. I, I, we need some, I want some furniture. I want some. I want some some something on the wall. We want to make you look like uh, you know you're not, I don't know, living in uh, in a prison. I will. Well, you guys got me all self conscious when we had uh, Kyle Freeland on here, but I was in my kitchen or I was in my uh, my dining area, um, and you guys like all of you mentioned, wait, are you in prison right now? And like I moved it to my my bedroom here and. Um, where I got better lighting and I can look like a respectable human being. You, but. you do look, it's good lighting. You're, you're, you're lit up. Nice. See, thank you for that. I'm, I'm just trying to look as good as you, but uh, oh. oh yeah. Uh, we have, by the way, we finally got a TV stand. So it's, uh, yes. we're making yes. moves. There so you go. Buddy. We got, um, we got a massive couch. We got a coffee table. We got a TV stand. Um, let's see. All right. I would expect we're going to end up getting another update on Carter Keboom today, by the way. So, okay. Well, Carter yeah. Keboom update. Yeah. Sean's right, by the way. I'm just a guy being a dude. Like, uh, you couldn't find a better description of that. So, cheers you're, to that. You're, you're, you, you're a dude being, you're, you're a guy being a dude. You're a dude being a dude. You're a, you're a Bert in, in the wilderness. You're everybody's baseball hero. Thank you for listening to the Baseball Insiders. Hit that subscribe button. If you can leave a rating, Something about this podcast that you like, it greatly helps us in the Apple reviews. That's what it takes for us to move up the food chain here. So ratings right. on Apple reviews are big. Bert, 
Start walking around the parks down there and make people review this podcast. It's 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 key to uh, this podcast success. Hey, but actually, speaking of that, Carm, is uh, I had a, a a guy come over here because I I'm not a handyman by any means. Uh, I had him come over to install and like put together my uh, my TV stand, um, and he like he realized that I work in baseball because uh, he could overhear me talking um, on the phone with some sources. And then he was like, wait, what do you do? And I told him about our podcast. And as he was putting together my my TV stand, he was listening to the podcast. And he said, oh, my gosh, this is really good. And he subscribed on the spot. So if that's not an, like an indicator of what this podcast is, folks, I, I don't know what is. So. That's huge. I mean, I think he was trying to get a tip from you and probably has unsubscribed. Uh, but if he hasn't, then please leave a review. What's our guy's name? Uh, Steve is his name. Very, very nice fellow. All right, Steve, we're holding out for this one, buddy. Appreciate you. Um, As I look at the Baseball Insiders on Apple, clicking it on right now, um, and it's not working, so we'll have to do that, I guess, on the next pod. See if there's been any reviews, because I, quite frankly, have not checked. Um, All right, Bert, I love you. See you next week, buddy. See you next week, Carl. Appreciate you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.